This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots postgame show. Alongside Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. Final score at Gillette Stadium, 24-10. to 10, The New England Patriots defeat the Minnesota Vikings. And this was a game, Marv, that coming out of the bye week, I think most people thought this was probably the Patriots' toughest matchup that they have to deal with for the rest of the season. I mean, after this, you face a couple of divisional opponents that the Patriots usually run through. But everyone thought this was the major test here taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And they got the win 24 to 10. And now they can proceed on with the rest of their season. Yeah, Mike, um, this and the Steelers game coming up, th- these are going to be your really real big challenges, like you said, compared to the divisional game. And Patriots came out with a big win, 24 to 10. This was a great game overall by their defense you know even even though they only put up 24 points they really set the tone throughout this whole game especially coming out in the the first possession you know causing a three and out for the vikings and then marching down the field for 80 yards to score that was huge for the patriots right there and they they held they held it down throughout the whole game you know only going into the half with 10 points was a little disappointing because it felt like it felt like you were beating them by maybe 14 points, 14, 21 points. You only went into halftime with a three-point lead, which would, you know, give Minnesota some momentum going forward. But that didn't seem to be the case. All in all, Patriots in the second half really start to pick things up. They got a lot of guys um, involved. A guy like Josh Gordon in the second half, he really came alive. He had a game of three receptions and 58 yards and a touchdown. A guy like James White, you know, he, he came back up here with the reception games after going to game with only one reception seven receptions for 92 yards you know so you had guys to really get involved burkett came back it was good to see him in there now he's your insurance guy he's he didn't get a lot of playing time like we're used to him being like the number one back now you know he's taking the back seat up from michelle and white he comes back in with two receptions as well with um seven carries so well balanced game i love the offensive game plan and the defensive game plan from the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, obviously, once again, the Patriots are led by Tom Brady, who in this game accomplished two major things. First and foremost, he tied uh, Brett Favre with the most, um, I think his third all-time career passing yards, or fourth all-time, sorry, I think Breeze is above him. Um, Third or fourth, for with 508 touchdown passes, I feel like it's an accomplishment that he should have done a couple weeks ago, but it was there was this offensive struggle. They were struggling, but he was, he was finally able to, to match Brett Favre with that number. Um, and then he also went over a thousand yards rushing finally in his 18 year career. So about <laughs> it took him a while. It took him a long time, but 
You know, he hit his, his infamous, what you want to call it, a dab or something after he got that first down. Whatever that is. It's the, it's the, back, it's the backwards dab. Backwards dab. Backwards trying dab. to be Usain Bolt. I don't know what he's doing, but Brady, uh, shout out to Brady doing that. But speaking on Brady, you know, average game uh, from him once again, 24-32, uh, 311 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, you can't say too many bad things about Brady. I mean, his team continues to win now sitting with a nine and three record, obviously continuing to defend your home field. Um, his stats are not jumping off of the stat sheet. You know, he's not putting up MVP type numbers, but at the end of the day, he's doing what he needs to do to put his team in a position to win. And that's what they have continued to do, Mark. Definitely. You know, the comments right now are booming, Mike. So let's show some love to some of the guys that's out there right now. You got Derek saying Miami and the Steelers, they're going to be a real test. Miami, we all know, going down there in Miami, the always heat tough. in this weather, it always becomes a challenge, no yeah. matter what type of team they have. And, yeah, Steelers coming up week 15, That's it always seems like that game in the end of the year is about position, where you're going to be placed in the standing. So, it always comes down to a couple of plays at the end of the game. Patriots, you know, they've been struggling on the road. So those two road games, I agree with you, Derek. We also got um, offense didn't start really clicking until they started going to Gordon. Yeah, once they unleashed Gordon in the second half, that's when you saw things really start moving. The the play action start to work even better. Um, Sony Michelle, James White, they started running. Everything started clicking more on the offense once Gordon got involved. And you should. It shows his importance to this team. You yes, know, absolutely. The, Gordon's important. He really started getting, he breaks tackles. Once he gets the ball, every great things always seem to happen. Um, what else here? We have another Josh Gordon comment. Brady's for the wins, not the stats. Yeah, I mean, Mike, he's come out, he's even come out recently, he says he just he's trying to play smarter. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to Throw balls when there's no room. He he knows not to get negative yards, not to turn the ball over, even though he did have a turnover in this mm -hmm. game. We'll talk about that down the line. But Brady's just all about playing smarter now. He's got all the stats. Oh, yeah. He's he's did it all. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that he has not accomplished. He finally got 1,000 yards <laughs> rushing. So he's done it all. Now it's all about playing smart and getting to the team where you, they need to be. Yeah. And – you know, another guy who I want to touch upon a little bit as we continue to talk about the offense and right. a, a name that I saw come up in the comments was Rob Gronkowski. You know, okay. last game, you know, he had a decent game. He got his touchdown reception that has been eluded him for a while now. He finally got he finally got a touchdown last game. And then, then today he comes out. Uh, Brady targets him about four times, three receptions, 26 yards. Another game where Rob Gronkowski doesn't jump off the stat sheet in terms of what he's putting up and what he's producing, but still a vital part to this game. And I guess the conversation continues to proceed as of will we ever see that Rob Gronkowski that comes out and maybe has eight receptions for a hundred yards and two right. touchdowns. Will we ever see that Gronk again? This is another game where he's out there, you know, all the reports are that he's healthy. He's playing. He has his pads on. He's on the field. But this game right here is a typical game of, you know, many other tight ends in the league. It's not stats from elite guys that you used to seeing from Gronk or Travis Kelsey or Greg Olson or something like that. So is this the Rob Gronkowski that we're going to have moving forward? I mean, I said this last week. I pretty much broke this down last week when Rob had, what, three three receptions for 56 yards. Mm -hmm. But the only difference was he had a touchdown, Mike. Yep. So when he had a touchdown, all of a sudden you see all the tabloids everywhere. Gronk is back. 
Gronk is great. Gronk is healthy. This is this is what you're getting. You're gonna get four to five targets. Brady's gonna target him four to five times. He's gonna get three to four receptions, and the yardage and touchdowns is up in the air. You just don't know what you're gonna get. You know, production wise, if he had a touchdown here, the story be second game in a row. Gronk has a touchdown. Is this trending to the right direction? Gronk has been consistent from what he is this year. He's a guy that's getting you three to five receptions. Brady still looks at him important down when needed. He's helping with the blocking. I would say Gronk didn't have a great game this this week. A lot of holding calls, you know, but the way he's so versatile, he's so big, he's still a vital part of this offense. And that's what we're just going to have to deal with this year. He's not going to be the guy that gets eight, eight receptions and 100 plus yards anymore. But this right here from Gronk, the three to five receptions, maybe a touchdown here and there, that's what you're going to get. And you that's what you need going forward. I mean, yes. And obviously some of it could be Gronk. And if how healthy is he? on the playing field, that's always in question. Right. And also another big part of it is the fact that Tom Brady has said that he wants to spread the ball around, and he did today. James White obviously led the way with nine targets. Julian Edelman was right behind him with eight, but Josh Gordon had three. Cordell Patterson, two targets. Gronk with four. Burkhead with two. Chris Hogan with two. And James Devlin and Sonny Michelle each got a, a target themselves. So Brady is definitely trying to spread the ball around as much as possible. Obviously, he has his favorite guys in – and James White and Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon is is up there as well. But he's getting everybody involved. I mean, I think maybe Another not this week. week yeah. uh, even last week, I think uh, Dorsett even got a couple catches as well. So, you know, there are times where Brady's locked in on his guy sometimes. And maybe sometimes it's necessary. If you have one guy that has a hot hand that's catching everything, that's picking up those yardage and moving the chains, I guess there's no problem to feed him. Similar to basketball. If a guy has a hot hand and hitting all the shots, you right. get him the ball every possession as long as he's staying hot. But then there's also games where you need to keep the defense guessing in terms of who you're getting the ball to, and that's what Brady's been able to do recently. All right, so you know we can still keep talking about this offense and how great it has been, but we can't ignore Minnesota Vikings only scored 10 points, Mike. Yeah, very surprising. This, very is, surprising. this is a team led by a gunslinger in Kirk Cousins. You have Dalvin Cook, a really good running back with Latavius Murray. You have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Last week, where I told you, Mike, that, that's the best duo receiving group possibly, next yeah. next to Antonio Brown and Juju Smith. Yeah. Like I, they're dynamic. You know, we know Stephon Diggs was a little um hurt coming into this game, but he had the best game out of all of them. Five receptions for 50, 50 yards. But what the Patriots did so well. Because these guys got their target, Thielen, 10 targets in this game. But they tackled. They tackled tremendously well this game. That's been a problem with this Patriots team. They, they'll let up a catch, and then the guys will get the yards after the catch. Not this game. They were really on these receivers no matter what, and that was awesome to see. Because then when teams were put into third downs and fourth downs, the Vikings didn't know what to do with their play calling. They, they couldn't throw deep because the corners were playing so well. And the undercuts, the receivers were able to beat their one-on-one -on -one matchups. So I love what I saw from this Patriots defense. The front line constantly, constantly having pressure on Kirk Cousins. And there's some guys on in the secondary that we can really start talking about. I see already in the comments that, you know, some guys were put up as stars. So, Mike, what do you see with this defense this I week? Mean, obviously, you just touched upon in terms of the very – solid tackling that the Patriots defenders were doing. I mean, if you just look in comparison, 
uh, to the, the yards after reception. James White, 13.1. Josh Gordon, 19.3. Cordell Patterson, 26.5 yards per reception. Right. Stephon Diggs, 9.8. Adam Thielen, 5.6. You know, these guys weren't able to get anywhere. After if they were able to catch the ball, they weren't getting anywhere because the defenders, the secondary, were doing a great job and making sure that they weren't picking up those extra yards to move the chains or anything like that. So I'm very, very pleasantly surprised at how well the secondary played. A uh, guy that who you'll definitely hear about later on in the show for sure, uh, Jason McCourty. His job today seemed right. like was to lock down Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen is arguably this season probably the top wide receiver in the game. Best receiver in the game right now, this year. Absolutely. He's playing, he has the numbers for it. Absolutely. The numbers back it up. And Jason McCourty did an excellent job in control. And obviously, Thielen broke away in the end zone to get that touchdown reception um, from Cousins. But other than that, it was a collective effort. Though. It was a solid effort from the secondary. And this is what you want to see. Obviously, the Patriots have had games where they've played against you know, offenses who don't have the weapons similar to the Minnesota Vikings. And the Patriots defense, the secondary is up and down. This is one of the games I've been talking about a long time where let the Patriots defense come out and play solid against a solid offensive right. team. Kirk Cousins, obviously, he's no Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Brady, but he's a good quarterback in the NFL, and he has the weapons to go along with him. And the Patriots de defense did a lot. To say that you held the Minnesota Vikings to 10 points, that's a very impressive feat. So definitely kudos, like you said, a collective effort. Definitely kudos to them for sure. Another kudos, J.C. Jackson. I know I see you guys talking about him as well. J.C. Jackson is a guy, you know, coming into training camp, I had my eyes on. We, we saw that the Patriots really liked him, and he doesn't get much playing time. But when he's out there, Mike, whether he's get penalties called on or not, he's, he has a nose for the ball. He's always making a play on the ball, man. And, you know, there were some plays this game where there were kind of controversial calls. They could have went either way if it was pass interference or not. But he plays hard. He kind of reminds me of Malcolm Butler a little bit where he just – he's always, scrappy. He's scrappy, yeah. you know, scrappy. He's always fighting for the ball, you know, making plays out there. He's always – somehow he's making plays. It could be good, good or negative at times, but – this game was positive, yes. you know, and this is on Adam Thielen that we were talking about in the red zone. Kirk Cousins was targeting J.C. Jackson so constantly, and J.C. Jackson came out the came out the better of it. So this is another game where you know it might not seem like much, but it can give him confidence. It could give J.C. Jackson confidence going forward. Um, I, I know I keep bringing up Malcolm Butler, but it reminds me of Malcolm Butler's rookie year when they put him on Emmanuel Sanders against the Broncos mm -hmm. early in the season. And Malcolm Butler made some plays. We didn't see him much, but he made some plays. And that gave him confidence going forward. And then we all saw what happened into the Super Bowl. So things, little things like this, you know, stopping Adam Thielen twice in the end zone could really be big for the Patriots moving down the line. Just keep, it keep in mind. Shout out to Clifton who's saying if the defense continues to play like they did today, nobody's beating this team. And, I mean, obviously that's a huge statement. But, again, if you can hold the Minnesota Vikings team in offense to 10 points, you know, you can play well against any team in the NFL if you can have a performance like this. You know, we're talking a lot about offensive defense. And, yes, it's not the time yet for stars of the game, but I got to shout out James Devlin. We were talking about hey, it during the show. The, when you go and think of James Devlin at the end of this, 
end of his career, what this is going to be a game you bring up? This is going to be a game that you bring up. This is probably going to be his most memorable season because this is the season right here that he's had the most involvement, I think, since he's been in the league. I was looking at his stats earlier, and he has already you know, passed his career high in targets and in receptions as well. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, there's been a lot of games where Tom Brady passes the ball to Devlin, and sometimes we look at each other watching the game, and some of you probably do the same. You're saying, why is Brady going to Devlin? Obviously, sometimes there's a reception right. and whatnot, but you're, like, there's different options over there. Devlin, he's the best option. But he's been solid. And, and then today, you know, for the first time, he gets some carries. He's punching it into the end zone. And then on top of that, we always commend James Devlin on the job that he does with his blocking. All around, he is a very vital part to this offense. Obviously, he's not the big name guy like Gronk or Edelman or Sony Michelle or James White. But Devlin has been a very productive, solid rock this offense throughout the whole course of the season i definitely have to shout him out and especially the game that he had today he was a vital reason as to why the Patriots put up the amount of points they did you know very impressive very happy to see james devlin doing what he does this guy's a pro bowl pro bowl tomorrow right he's you know he's been in the pro bowl and these are the reasons why he's been in pro bowl everything that you mentioned but now mike you know like you mentioned now he's getting more carries right he's getting more passes so when now when Defenses see James Devlin in the goal line. They have to prepare for that. Got to be ready. You have to be ready for that. And now Josh McDaniels can, you know, he can find ways to scheme against it. You can start doing bootlegs. You can start doing different types of plays with James Devlin inside because the defense has to account for that and, you know, stack up on the box because Devlin can go in and punch it in. Or, you know, Brady, he's so successful in those short yardage. You know, Sonny Michelle, he's been doing great in short yardage positions. So now you have three, four guys now in goal lines where you have to prepare for. Before James Devlin's there, you know he's only there for blocking. Now he's getting carries and scoring. (laughs) Like This offense, you know, little by little is adding pieces. Another guy, since we're back on offense that I want to bring up, Cordell Patterson, like mm, going up against his old team, going up against his own team, man. He, he had this one rush only for six yards, but that one run that he, he, he knocked some, down he knocked some boy down, man. He has something to say about it too. Cordell Patterson, we've seen, but that's a big boy. Sure is. He only had two receptions for fifty-three yards, but those are two big receptions. Cordell, that's what he does. He's been doing it. Week by week by week. You can say he's one of the most consistent players on this Patriots offense. And the thing with him as well, you know, similar to guys that have come through the Patriots organization over the years, they've asked him to do a lot of different jobs. Right. Kick return, punt return, running back, wide receiver. He's taken on a lot of – he's worn a lot of different hats uh, over the course of his time in his first year with the Patriots. And obviously, is he is he a top receiver on the team or in the league? No. Is he a top running back on the team or in the league? No. His kick return skills are obviously still there. He has the speed. He's a big guy. But he's doing a hell of a job with whatever they ask of him. You know, Belichick can turn to Cordell Patterson and practice like, look, we're going to need you to carry the ball sometimes this game. And he's always ready and willing to do that. And he's done a solid job filling those couple of games where they didn't have uh, Sony Michelle. They turned to Cordell White. I mean, sorry, Cordell Patterson. And he's done a great job. Yeah. And he, and, he loves, and he loves that. Absolutely. You know, he loves to be utilized as many ways as possible. He's been in Minnesota. He's yep. been in Oakland where he they just didn't know how to use him right. And so Val Patterson, you know, he's stepping up. Big plays, that that one um, throw down the field where look, he juggled it. You know, early in the year, Mike, you and me watched the game. We were like, oh, man, 
is that you know that's going to be a job. Yeah. You know, you know, Cordero Patterson, he just has that stigma, but he's been proving and proving himself to us that this guy is reliable. He's not the great route runner, but you know, when Brady sees him open, he's going to throw to him and he trusts he's going to make a play. And he has. It's rarely you've seen Cordero Patterson not be successful in these plays. Very true, man. You know, the more I think about it, I'm seeing a lot of the comments, and it's making me think about it more. A lot of the comments are coming in. And the more I think about oh, these comments are hilarious. <laughs> the more I think about this Patriots team and how they play, and today was a big win. You know, regardless of the of the score, we're not the win is a win, and it's huge. And I'm starting to really believe obviously this Patriots, when you look at them, they're not the high and mighty powerful New Orleans Saints or the Los Angeles Rams or the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not breaking yardage. They're not throwing several touchdowns a game. They grind out their wins. They kind of grind out their wins. Right. Tom Brady's not you know, on pace to throw 40 touchdown passes or anything crazy like that. But they're just grinding <laughs> excuse me, through their victories. And the way they're winning games, you know, they're a Super Bowl threat to whoever they face. Because I feel like they have a way of just making an opponent grind through a matchup, grind through a game, playing the full four quarters. It's going to be a grind. And I honestly feel like if they were to meet up again with the Kansas City Chiefs or the Saints or the Rams, if, if it's in the Super Bowl. Force them to play at your pace. Force them to play at your pace right. and have them grind through it. Similar mentality to one of your favorite teams in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. They've always been known as the, the grind team. You know, I read something recently that that the Memphis Grizzlies want to drag teams through the right. mud and have them play through their pace. I see that the Patriots have that same similar mentality in terms of what they do on the field in terms of offense and defense. Uh, and it's, it, can lead, it can lead to wins. Definitely. It can lead to wins. They definitely want to slow. I love how you brought that up. But that shows how versatile this defense is. Patriots want to play a game like this, right? Yep. 24-10, control the clock, run it with Sony, get the ball to Gronk and Gordon when, when need be. But we saw in the Kansas City game when they didn't have control of the game, mm -hmm. they were playing at Kansas City's pace. They were still able to put up. They points. sure were. They're still versatile enough with with Gordon, with James White. Those are your your major playmakers. Edelman as well. You saw Edelman get loose a couple times in the backfield. So they're still able to put up you know many points if need be. But they they prefer a game like this. Mm -hmm. Control the pace. Get off. Get the defense off the field. Let Brady work. Let Brady work with James White, Sony Michelle. And we just did a segment last week on who's more important to this team. Sony Michelle or Rob Gronkowski, obviously, you know, they're both important. Exactly. This is the one year, Mike, that if you lose any any of these pieces, you, you're in trouble. You've been to the Super Bowl without Edelman. You've made it to the Super Bowl without Gronk, without Deion Lewis. There's been times you made it without your key guys. I don't think you have the liability to do that this year. This year, it'd be very tough, especially what the competition is looking like. So, Sony Michelle, Rob Gronkowski, those guys are great. But Sony Michelle, he's he's brought in a different a different spice to this team. You know, when you can really give him the ball on first down, and you know it's positive yardage, you know it's going to go four or five yards, and that's opened up the game so much for this offense. Very true, man. Very true, and you know. Again, solid win by the Patriots today, 24 to 10 over the Minnesota Vikings. But let's take a look at the next couple of, of matchups okay. coming up. You know, next week they will be taking on, uh, oh man, the Miami Dolphins in Miami. 
a game that we've said numerous times on the show could be right. sort of a trap game because going down to Miami, it always seems to be that game that the Patriots sometimes struggle with uh, when it comes to facing that divisional opponent. You know, after Miami, the next toughest game that we probably think on the schedule is Pittsburgh. You know, obviously the Patriots have had their way with at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, they've had their way with Pittsburgh over the last couple of seasons, uh, whether regular season or playoffs. And then Buffalo and Jets. The Patriots can be in a solid, solid position to easily be number one or number two seed. Number two seed is theirs. Mm-hmm. It's theirs if they win out, right? They, you you guarantee a buy in the, the first game at Gillette. If you don't, if you win out, you gotta take care of Miami. Miami's a lesser team. Going over there, something funny always happens. It might. It's usually self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. It's usually the Patriots that go down there and they just have a game plan that's totally bizarre. Like that one year where they wanted Steven to Steven Jackson game. Yeah. Is they have or there's times where you remember Matthew Slater and overtime didn't call heads or didn't I forget what it was. He didn't want to receive the ball in overtime. Was, there's, yeah. there's there's been times where things just are off at the end of the year when you want a secure position. This year, though, the only difference is this year, this is actually a top dog. You have Kansas City out there that has the secured number one spot. They have some tough games coming up. I know they face the Chargers. I know they face the Seahawks. But you just need to win out. Very true. And Miami is the first game. You take care of Miami in the heat. We know it's going to be a tough game. And then Pittsburgh, obviously, that's the big showdown. That, that way, you you establish yourselves. And look look at this Patriots defense. Look what they've done. This is a lot of com- – you stop a Thielen-Diggs combo, you know, with reliable running backs and Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Bring that into Miami. Bring that into Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh's offense that much, that much better than Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings? Offense? That's, if you said Thielen and, and um, Diggs are – Probably the second best combination. Now you're going up against right. the first combination, Brown and, and Brown and Schuster. I think that's the best one, Brown and Schuster. Those are the top ones. But are they that much better than Thielen no, and Diggs? No. And you can make an argument that Thielen and Diggs is better, whatever the case may be. But this was a great test. I think Big Ben is better than Kirk Cousins. I don't I honestly don't think Kirk Cousins is that good. <laughs> but you know, this is a team that you're very familiar with as well, and they're very familiar with you. So this is another game where you can drag it down like you were saying have it grind out and you have experience with that where you can you can you should be able to win even though it's away and that's the only scary part because this team hasn't gotten together away very true and I'm I'm looking at what our guy Dreamville for life just said Kansas City took a major hit losing Kareem Hunt mm. and I mean now you have teams who they have to game plan and stopping not only Tyreek Hill and 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 those and and Kelsey but they have to game plan and stopping Kareem Hunt. Now you take Kareem Hunt out the picture. Uh, now your focus can really somewhat be mainly trying to stop the passing, the passing game. Right. And you look at Kansas City's schedule coming up. It's not going to be easy for them against Baltimore. Obviously, it's home, so that gives them a little advantage in Arrowhead. Los Angeles uh, Chargers, my team right there, that I feel like they're, they're on the up and coming to right. be one of the best teams in the AFC, and then you got to hit the road to take on Seattle. Like you said, it's not an easy road for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Patriots are 9-3, and three, Kansas City's 10-2. and two. It's one game to slip up, 
if Kansas City slips up, Patriots already got the tiebreaker and beating them earlier in the season. That's it, man. If they slip up, that would be huge. Imagine the role going to Gillette with this team. Yep. You know, it. it's funny how things will play out. It really is. It's going to be real. And I would love – I can't wait for next week's game because it is an away game, how the Patriots tackle this game. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very important to see how they, how they go about it. Another positive about this game as well, Mike, healthy. This is your team is looking real healthy so far going down. Not, you know, we're not trying to jinx nothing, but the team is looking real healthy going forward right now. And that's important. You bring back Rex Burkhead. He's another playmaker, Mike, that you give him an open field, he can make some moves and make some guys miss as well. So yep. pitchers are trending upwards right now. Moving up in the power rankings for sure. Um, I'm also seeing the comments with the stars and star and sorries. Flowing in, continue to bring them in, the stars and stories that you have from this game. But without further ado, we'll get right into the stars of the game. And you know I'm already going to kick it off. Like I said early in the show, I'm going to bring his name right back up. James Devlin. Oh, yeah. James definitely, Devlin. Definitely a star. Solid game from him. You know, probably one of his best games in a Patriots uniform. But four carries, five yards. But what matters? Those two touchdowns. Those two touchdowns were huge. He even had a reception for nine yards. He's not, again, like I said, a big name target offensive weapon on this team. But when his number has been called upon, he's been able to produce. So I got to definitely give James White, sorry, James Devlin, a star of the game. Solid performance from him. God loves James White so much he wants to sneak James White in. <laughs> but, um, this is the Devlin game. You know, yeah. it's going to be marked down as that. I got to give it to J.C. Jackson. I, just, I love seeing – I love what the young guy was doing. Big task against Adam Thielen, you know. Adam Thielen, you know, he tried to he tried to come at big, big Bill Belichick earlier. I know you guys were commenting that as well. And Belichick gave him the, the, um, the John Cena move, the STFU. <laughs> so – and and after that, they was locking Thielen up, you know. They, Kirk was throwing it to him, and Thielen had nowhere to run each time he caught the ball. So Belichick said, yeah, slow down, young buck. Mm -hmm. So J.C. Jackson, definitely a star. You can give it out to, you know, Jason Corey, like you, you were saying. Absolutely. He had a great game. Gilmore, guy we didn't speak about. It's great when you don't speak about Gilmore because you know he is doing something. He's right. doing he's his something job. Right. Yep. He's been amazing, yep. amazing this year. Gilmore, you know, the whole secondary. But I'm going to give it to J.C. Jackson especially for the star of the game. Uh, any other stars that we're missing, please send them our way. I know our guy, um, Dreamville said the whole secondary definitely deserves a star of the game. And yeah, they did a solid job in my opinion. So I definitely want to give them out, give them a shout out as well. Um, moving from the stars though, we can definitely get into the sorries of the game. Clifton Brown came in and this is probably the biggest sorry of them all. Obviously. It's not from this game, but he did mention it, so I will oh, bring yeah, it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Those are sorries. Those are sorries. Kareem Hunt, top sorry. Top sorry from the show, absolutely. What a way to just – because I don't want to say his career's over because, you know, maybe a team he's might been, – He's been six games. A team may, might take a chance on him again, and, you know, I'm all for giving him another chance. I wouldn't say ban him from the league, but obviously you need to pay uh, whatever suspension or 
penalties that come along with what he did, but obviously unacceptable performance situation, whatever you want to call it from him. And that's definitely a big fat sorry. sorry. That's yeah, that's I mean I don't want to talk about it too much. It's, it's something that should never happen in the league, in the life in general. I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt. This is a it's very disappointing to see, you know, bright young, career. Bright young, career, bright young, career, young athletes, especially for me, seeing young black athletes continue True. to make mistakes like this. So, you know, Kareem Hunt. He's apologized. We'll see where he goes from here, you know, but that's a huge, huge sorry. 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 Um, any other sorries from this game? He mentioned, think of? he also mentioned Mike McCarthy. For those who oh, don't yeah. know. Yes, yes, yes. Talk <laughs> about it. Talk for about those it. who don't know, Mike McCarthy got the boot after the Green Bay Packers lost. He got into the locker room and he <laughs> got summoned. He got summoned to the principal's office. Right. The owner, <laughs> the president, whoever was in their locker room waiting for him. Because the way that happened, they didn't, they didn't wait till you got back to Green Bay. You couldn't wait till the season was over. Obviously, you weren't making the playoffs. You couldn't have a formal meeting, end of the year meeting. You just had to cut them after this loss. It didn't go down too well over there, I'm assuming. No, man. Mike McCarthy, you know, this is a guy who he's a big name coach. Yeah. He's going to bounce back. He'll get another coaching opportunity. But I don't think Mike McCarthy is the only problem on that team. But hopefully they figure it out. So Mike McCarthy... You know, you get the sidebar as well of a sorry. sorry. But to this game, Mike, to this game. Yes, 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 you yes, know, yes. There was some bad. There was some ugly. Who are you giving out the sorry to? Oh, from this game, I'd have to say a guy who can definitely get a sorry. Dan Bailey. Mm. You know, this Dan Bailey had been a solid kicker throughout his career. Um. But then he he's with the Cowboys, and now he's with the Minnesota Vikings. But they say he has been struggling. He sucks. Dropped him in my fantasy. <laughs> he's been struggling. And even in this game early on, he had a chance to put some points on the board. Hey, maybe it could have been 24-13. Who knows? But with that opportunity, he missed the kick. And he's been missing kicks a lot lately. And obviously, Minnesota Vikings are still, you know, in a – have a decent record, five, six, five, and one. Um, but he's not helping the cause in any way, shape, or form, missing these kicks. Uh, he might be out of a job come next season because the Minnesota Vikings don't want his services if he's going to continue to perform like that. So for me, I definitely want to give Dan Bailey a sorry. And, you know, I'm going to continue on the Vikings. I don't know if this sorry goes to the management. I don't know if this story goes to Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it goes to the whole organization, but it's going to go down for the situation, Rich. Last year, Minnesota Vikings were the top of the top, cream of the crop. Yeah. You know, 13 and three record. This is a team you said they're just missing that one thing. But what was that one thing they were missing, Mike? It was a quarterback. They needed a quarterback. They needed a quarterback. Case Keenum, even though he had a Pro Bowl year, they said no. Not the answer. He's not the answer. So they went, you know, they called up Washington. They gave Kirk Cousins buku money. Buku. You know what buku means? It a means lot, a, lot, a lot, a lot of moolah. Not only that, they they started getting guaranteed. This is yours forever, no matter what happens. Mike, I'm looking at this, their record now. Minnesota Vikings are 6-5-1. and one. 
They're no longer big bro. They're little bro and they're, they're, they're just clinging on. They are just clinging on to making the playoff. And Kirk Cousins is not the answer. You know, you look at this game, you're facing Tom Brady, you know, you have to play well. 32 to 44, 200 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That's, That's not, a bad game. It's not going to do it. That's not going to do and it. He has weapons. The, the man has weapons. Dylan, Diggs, Diggs, Rudolph. Rudolph. And then Cook. you can even get the ball to Cook. Yeah. The guy has weapons, but the guy just not that good. No. And I and even when they signed Kirk to that big contract, it's like I guess I guess I get it. He didn't but have any like, other real options, right? But it's it's showing that Kirk Cousins was not the answer. He wasn't the answer tonight. For that, we got to give him a big fat old sorry. It is what it is. Better luck next offseason or I don't even know. They're stuck with Kirk Cousins for a while. So, yeah, Minnesota, good luck with that. Uh, with that being said, though, you know, again, Patriots next week. Dolphins. We'll be taking on the Miami hot, Dolphins. Hot, hot. In Miami, feeling hot, hot, for real. Great song. One o'clock start time, and you know we'll be here, as usual, holding it down. But during the week, make sure to check out the Patriots roundtable. Oh, yeah, man. Spicy topics, man. Absolutely. You know, me, a shout out to Nick, you know, out Hi, there Nick. as well. You'll see us all throughout the week through Patriots Roundtable. Um, and we got another sorry AFC East. Sorry, usually as as it goes. Typically, yeah, as it always <laughs> goes. Yeah, man. But you know, any final words, Mar, before we wrap things up here? I love this game. This was one of the best games I've seen the Patriots play all year. I know the points. Won't, won't say just 24, but the way this defense were able to control, you know, Vikings offense. And that's that first drive, causing the three three and out from the Vikings and going out there marching 80 yards down the field. That was awesome. That was awesome to see. Patriots really got something going. And, you know, going out to Miami, it's a team you should beat. It should blow Absolutely. them out. But that heat, the humidity, weirdness, something goes on over there that's always – that's going to have to make us watch. So we'll see. But I loved what I saw from the Patriots. It's my favorite game of the year. Hey, grind mode. I'm calling it now. Patriots are in grind mode. Uh, I think Belichick will have these guys ready to head down to Miami and deal with that heat. He'll find some way to get them ready for that that trip to Miami. But with that being said, uh, for Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. This has been the Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all Boston professional sports. We'll see you guys next week after that Miami game. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1 888 789 7777, 
or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.